They say like, well, you never told me that. And then you're just like, I'm going to prison today because I'm going to kill a little child. I mean, that's how it, it feels. It's frustrating, right? When you're t- dealing with little kids. It's frustrating when you're dealing with adults. It's frustrating when you're in an argument, right? And the person, you give out your, because you know you're going to win. And so you give out your argument and then they respond and you're like, I wasn't even saying that. Are you listening to me is what you might say to them. Even, even just technology, which is supposed to be so helpful, right? You text something. And then you get a text back and you're like, what? And you realize they read the whole thing wrong. Like you, you get a text back, why are you attacking me? And you're like, huh? Like I should have done a crying eye emoji or heart eye emoji or something. I should have done something to make it clear I wasn't attacking you. Or maybe you're on a cell phone. Have this ever happened to you? And you're going off. You're just like saying, and then I can't believe what he did and blah, 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 blah. And you get done and it's quiet. Because the phone had disconnected and you didn't know. And then they call back and you're like, what? And you start talking to them and they're like, um, you, you let, we broke off right when you said, he's such an idiot. And then I lost everything after that, right? And so you, you miss it. Communication is very, very difficult. And so this chapter in the book and what we're going to talk about this morning is about God speaking. How does God speak? And I have to be honest with you, having been a Christian for a very long time, having been a pastor for whatever, almost a couple decades, it's an unfair question. It's an unfair statement. Because I think God is speaking all the time. I think, and if you listen to anything this morning, we don't listen. We don't listen. God is speaking, and I'm going to show you five different ways God speaks, and you're going to listen to this sermon, and you're going to go, oh, yeah, 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 I knew all that. We're going to talk about how God speaks through creation, how God speaks through his word, through the Holy Spirit, through others, through circumstances. We'll talk about all that stuff. That's what he does. But in my life and in the life I see of people around me, that's not the problem. It's not that God isn't speaking. It's that we're not listening. Or... Or if I go back to the analogy of a little kid, we listen, but we don't obey. We listen, but we don't obey. So then God has nothing else to say until we obey. Right? You ever done that with a kid? Clean your room. Okay, can I have ice cream for dinner? We're not talking about ice cream right now, partner. Okay? Clean your room. Oh, I was wondering if it did. No, we're not talking about that. Clean your room, right? Clean your room. That's all we're talking about right now. That's what I want you to do, right? Happens with us and God. God says, hey, you've had a great long time of bitterness, but now we're going to put it away and you're going to forgive. And you say, God, I just pray for my, I just would like it. No, 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 no. Stop praying about that. I need you to forgive. This season of bitterness you've gone through needs to end right now. And so we're going to get you through to forgiving. You say, Lord, I'd really love that promotion. We're not talking about promotions right now. So what I'm hoping we'll see this morning is that God is always speaking. He's always revealing himself. And I I could give you, we're not even going to talk about an audible voice, okay, which we've seen in scripture that he 
does use an audible voice. He has used that with Noah, Moses, Jonah, Mary. Uh, like, you know, he's there, there's a voice. There's a thing. He uses angels. I guess that would have been Mary. But he uses angels. He uses miracles. He uses dreams and visions, right? All these supernatural ways. He still uses all those. I'm not even going to talk about those. But do we listen to him? We, I want to start out with this um, psalm in Psalm. It says this, be still. So uh, I'll just, I'll let you in on my thing. This is my weakness. So Lisa and I will be out to dinner, okay? We'll be at a restaurant and there'll be a bar in the back. If that bar is playing a sports game other than baseball, okay? This is how I communicate with my wife. Oh, yeah, right. Uh-huh. Mm, oh, yeah. Right? And she'll say, are you listening to me? Oh, yes, I'm listening. Am I listening? <laughs> no. Right? Here's the other thing about listening to God with distractions. Hardly, okay, this is just a pastor talking to you right now. Most of the time, what he has to say is hard. <laughs> right? Most of the time. Now, he says lots of encouraging things. You're my son. You're my daughter. I love you. Um, you know, he gives us gifts and all those things. But most of the time when he's trying to share something, it's difficult. You look at Moses. What an awesome thing. God shows up. I am. Take off your shoes. Holy ground. Super spiritual experience. Oh, man, that's awesome. Hey, go talk to Pharaoh. Uh. Hey, Noah, go build an ark. Uh. Jonah, I want you to talk to the most vile people on the planet right now and convince them not to be Raider fans. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, that was just for Mark. Okay, I'll stop with the Raider jokes. All right, but, but uh, you know, go to the most vile people and tell them you're, God's going to give you a chance to repent. And Jonah's like, what? Heck no. Paul, stop persecuting me. Now you're going to serve the church. Right? All these, uh, you know, the rich young ruler, hey, Jesus is speaking to you. Uh, sell all you have and give it to the poor. When God speaks, it's hard. And so when we're distracted and the word that we hear from God is hard, like forgive or give generously or volunteer to serve or whatever, we have a tendency as Americans, I'll just speak for Western culture, to go, oh, I don't want to hear it. Right? I don't want to hear it. But God says, be still and know that I am God. Be still. Turn off the phone. Turn off the television. Listen. God speaks every day. He speaks in so many different ways. And I believe, at least for myself, and maybe this sermon is only for me, I miss it, not because he's difficult to hear, not because it's so mysterious, I don't even know, but because either I don't want to hear what he has to say because it's hard, or I'm distracted. Okay, so we'll get into some things. Um, uh, one of the um, really difficult prayers to pray to God, and um, I'll, I'll let you in on it, um, but you can kind of see when you actually say it out loud, it becomes very difficult. There was a, a prophet named Samuel, and when he was a little boy, he lived with the priest Eli. And Eli was just not a good dude, and his kids were not a good 
not good people either. And so God told Eli, hey, man, uh, you and your whole family, uh uh-uh, I'm done with you. And so, but Eli kind of just kept going on in life, and they'd eat all the food for the sacrifices, and it was just, they were just bad people, the, the sons, his sons especially. And so Samuel's like 12 years old, he's a little kid, and he's sleeping, and he hears God say, Samuel, Samuel. And so he runs to Eli, because he thinks that must be Eli, because God's not going to speak to a little kid, Right? God speaks to little kids all the time. If you've ever talked to little kids, if you've ever been in there with those little kids, when you're telling them about Jesus and stuff, they say the most profound things that you'd ever want to hear. And so he goes to Eli, and Eli says, I didn't call you, and it happens again and again. It happens third, third time. And so Eli says to him, listen, when, and this is your assignment this, this week, when you hear God's voice say, speak, your servant is listening. I, I think that needs to be incorporated into our time with Jesus in the morning or in the evening or whenever you do it. A time, it's very scary when you say it out loud. Speak. I'm listening. I'm your servant. Okay, here's what happens. Uh, the Lord uh, came and stood there calling uh, at other times, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. And then God gives him the most difficult challenge he could ever have. God tells this little boy, go to the priest and tell him that God's done with you and that your reign is over. And Samuel's like, yeah, so uh, about that, um, are you sure? And so he goes to Eli and to Eli's defense, Eli says, you better tell me everything God said. And Samuel tells him, uh, then you're going to die and your kids are going to die. And I guess just, can you imagine? But God was speaking to Samuel. So let's look at some ways that God speaks to us. And then I'll get you, I'll get you out of here. If you've been a follower of Jesus you know all these. This is, I'm not going to give you any new information. What I want you to do and what I'm going to be doing this week is not learn how God speaks, but to learn how I might listen to him through these different means. The first is what we call in seminary or whatever general revelation. This is just what you see generally. This has nothing to do with the Bible. It has nothing to do with church. It's, it's not anything else. Psalm 91 says, it's the, heaven declare, the heavens declare the glory of God. So creation, just creation itself speaks, it is God's way of speaking to us. And Jesus talked about creation all, t- all the time. He'd be teaching, he'd say, look at the birds of the air. He'd use creation. He'd say, look at the lilies of the field. Don't you know that God, uh, they, they're here today and gone tomorrow. Don't you know that God, who clothed them more than Solomon in all his glory, knows you better than those flowers, right? He, he uses those things. It says, that though they proclaim the work of his hands day after day, they pour forth speech. So when you go and you look at like wherever it is in, in nature, you're going looking at a tree or you're looking at a garden or what have you, whatever that is, you can see that God is speaking. Sometimes God uses cell phones and they just, it's music, it's beautiful, right? Okay. 
They pour forth speech, right? So it, it, it's, that's the way God speaks. He speaks through all these different things. Here's what I find. I am in such a rush and I'm so distracted that I don't even notice. Even if you think about, and again, this isn't a, a uh, you know, love the earth thing, although I do love the earth, but, but like there's so much light pollution now, it drowns out God's voice of the stars and the moon. If you live in a city, you just like miss what God would be speaking to you. And the things that creation says is you're small. You're, you're, you're not, you like, like God's in control. Things are a lot bigger. These are wonderful things to hear from creation. It says this in Romans 1.20, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have uh, been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. Now we think in terms of excuse, oh, you're without excuse. In other words, you're in big trouble. I, that's a part of it. <laughs> but also it's like, if you don't like listen to God or know anything about God, that's a you problem. It's like you cannot look at creation and just think that happened by accident. Now, again, I understand, I'm not talking about is the earth a billion years old or all that. I have no idea, okay? I know the Bible says seven days. Fine, you can have seven days. I, it doesn't matter to me. What matters to me are the first five words, in the beginning God created. How he did it, I don't know. But when I, I work with wood a lot, when I look at that grain and I look at pieces of wood that you weren't even supposed to see because normally a tree just sits like a tree. But when you cut it in half and you see all the creativity, I finished, I just finished up four of these boards and uh, for serving food and, uh, where the bark, where you rip off the bark, there's just these wormholes in the, in the wood. Well, I leave those there. A lot of people will sand them off or cut them off, but I leave them there because this is the incredible creativity of God. He speaks to his creation. Are you listening? When you go to the beach, when you go into the park, and maybe you're just playing golf and you're just looking around going, wow, are you listening to what he has to say? He speaks. Another way he speaks is through circumstances, through circumstances. And th this can happen in a lot of different ways. And this is sometimes where it gets a little squirrely because you might think of them as coincidences, right? Like, oh, that was a, that was an odd coincidence. Was it? Or did God just speak to you? You ever have this happen to you? You think of somebody in your mind, you're like, oh, that's weird. And then the next day you see them or they call you or email you or something comes into your mind and you're like, wow, what a coincidence. If we're listening, maybe it's God. Maybe God worked that out. Again, I was telling you that my, my dad passed. And so, um, you know, for any of you who have been having to plan. I mean, there's just so much to plan and getting a venue and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, I had so much going on this week. Uh, I was like, God, I cannot do this right now. I had to teach the class. I had to preach a sermon, uh, meeting people, visiting people, doing all these things. My dad passed within 48 hours. We had everything done. His estate where he's going to be laid to rest, 
everything, right? God was speaking to me. Those weren't coincidences. Those aren't just because me and my siblings are all very efficient. It has nothing to do with that. God was saying, I got you. Just mourn the death of your dad. It's all going to, all that stuff, it's going to work out. It says in Romans 8, 28, for we know that in all things God works. All things. You say, even the bad things? Like, like I lost my job? Oh, yeah, he's speaking. He is speaking. Are you listening? Or are you distracted? I need to find another job. I need to go to this. I need to sue. I need to, go, I need to you know, run it all around. And God's going, hey, 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 hey. Have you ever had a door shut? And you are just bummed. Because the door shut. And then you find out a year from then, you're like, I'm so glad <laughs> that door. Maybe you were dating a door. <laughs> and you loved that door. And you thought that door was going to remain open and you were going to marry that door. And you guys were going to have little doors and it was going to be beautiful. And that door shut. And you're like, why? How can this happen? I'll never find another one. And then you're on Instagram a year later and you're like, oh, I'm so happy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So happy you shut that door. He speaks through those circumstances. He speaks through your pain. He doesn't waste your pain. He speaks. Are we listening? When we get that pink slip, what is that? Speak, Lord. Your servant's listening. Your servant's scared. Your servant thinks they're going to go bankrupt. <laughs> but I'm listening. Don't waste those circumstances. He's, he's yakking at you during those circumstances. He works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. All things, the good and the bad. He speaks through his circumstances. He speaks through other people. I put this, this is my own thing. Sometimes it can be very annoying, Right? Especially if you already knew that God was speaking and then they tell you and you're like, oh, I know. Don't get married. This will happen all the time. Like God will use your spouse to speak to you what you already knew. And you're like, oh, right? Not my spouse. My spouse only says wonderful things. Other people. Other people. Now, here's the thing. If you're listening, sometimes he uses people you don't even like. What? Proverbs 15, 22. <laughs> Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. If you are not open to hear from others, you are not open to hear from God. I will say that again. If you are not open to hear from others, you are not open to hear from God. Because he uses others. The scripture is so full of examples of this i can't even get started but like uh, david had people come to him hey man what you're doing is not right i mean there's just so many examples so so uh, proverb says this plans fail for lack of counsel but with many advisors they succeed listen to advice and accept instruction 
that you may gain wisdom in the future. Many are the plans in the mind of a man. Listen, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Sometimes we have people come into our life and it's hard for them. They don't enjoy confronting you and I. They don't enjoy saying, I've noticed some things in your life and they don't seem healthy. They didn't enjoy doing that. And while you might find it annoying, it's the voice of God. Creation, circumstances, other people. Again, none of this is new to us who've been following Jesus. I'm not teaching you about him speaking. I'm teaching about us listening. Can you humble yourself to listen to one of your own children come to you and say, hey, dad, hey, mom, I don't think this is right. And you're like, I brought you into this world, I brought, right? And God's going, hey, 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 I sent them. Listen, listen to what they have to say. It might be your spouse. It might be an old friend. It might be someone just reaching out to you. And that first reaction to you is just like, oh. And yet Lord's, the Lord's going, oh, this isn't the first time you've heard that, brother. I've been trying to send this person and send this person. And if someone's preaching that sermon and you hear, heard this on the radio and, and I just keep going on and on and on. And it might be annoying. The purpose of the Lord will stand. Another way he speaks is through the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, um, but uh, you'll be sitting there and you're going to say something to somebody and in your mind you hear, don't, don't say that. And you're like, oh, but it's a good zinger. It's a good one. I'm going to win the argument with this one statement. Don't, don't say that. Don't, don't say it. Oh, but I... I just, we can't just let it sit there. Don't say it, don't say it. And you go, you know, I think, and right when it comes out of your mouth, you're like, ah, I shouldn't have said it. It wasn't that the Holy Spirit didn't speak. It's that you didn't listen. <laughs> you ever, has that ever happened to you? Am I the only one? Like, don't send that. Don't share that. Don't share it. Don't, don't not share that. Ooh, I want to click, I want to click, I want to click. Don't click. Just don't click. Just shut the laptop. Don't click. Click. Ah, why did I send that? Right? That's the Holy Spirit. Here's what Jesus says. He says, I have much more to say to you. In other words, Jesus stopped from saying things because they weren't ready. The more than you can bear right now. So Jesus, God incarnate, God in the flesh, didn't speak because he was waiting for he, the spirit of truth, comes and he'll guide you. I, Jesus says, I'm, I'm going to stop talking about this right now, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to talk to you about this. The Holy Spirit talks to us all the time. Are we listening to the Holy Spirit? Are we willing to humble ourselves? Are we willing to obey? Because if we're not obeying, he's going to stop speaking. Until we obey, just like we do in any other area of life. If we're out of line, we have to get back in line, and then we can move forward. Uh, he will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, 
and he will tell you what is yet to come. So we have this idea that we can go to nature and see how incredibly creative God is and how powerful he is. And how did he do that? Now we have another telescope up in the air that is like shows even more stuff that God did. And you're just going, wow. And we have science. I'm, I praise God for science. That's making all these discoveries of how creative he is and cells and things like that and therapies and all these wonderful things that creation does. We have circumstances, good and bad, that God is speaking through. We have the Holy Spirit. We've got uh, Scripture. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful, or another version says profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting. Wait, Wait a second. Wait a second. Stop. Okay, I would like, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for encouragement, for a pat on the head, uh, for love, um, and for, um, you know, making things, you know, go well in my life. Uh-uh. It's one of the reasons why we don't listen to scripture. As a matter of fact, it might be one of the reasons if you've left church and you're just dipping your toes back in, that something in scripture got you so upset. You left. Or you were just like, nah, there's no way. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Maybe it was your sexual ethic. And you're like, nah, I'm out of here. Because it was teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. And you're like, oof, I don't know. He's speaking. He's always speaking. His word is speaking. Are we listening? Are we listening? So that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. In other words, he might be asking you to do something. And when God asks you to do something, oftentimes it's hard. And we don't want to listen. We don't want to know about that. That's for somebody else. If he knew my story, he wouldn't be asking me to forgive. If he knew what that person did to me. Guess what? He knows. (laughs) And he's asking you. It's difficult. But that you might be equipped. Here's uh, what... Second Peter says about Scripture that you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture, and again, when we say Scripture, just for those of you who don't know, the Bible is not a book. It's like the book of the Bible. It's not, it's not a book. It's a collection of writings that span like 1,500, like a whole, like a lot of time, okay? They span a lot of time, 2,500 years of stuff, okay? And with different authors and 66 books, And um, uh, all from various times from different cultures. And it spans different what we call genres. So narrative, poetry, wisdom literature, apocalyptic, right? All the, the gospels, all these different things. That's all it is. And what Peter's saying is all those things that we've collected, that we've, through community and through prayer and through understanding of who God is, we say this is what we're gonna live our lives by. What, what Peter's saying is, is that this came about not by just people writing stuff down. This isn't Aristotle or, or Socrates. This is, uh, its origin is not human will, but prophets, through human, uh, though humans, spoke from God as though they were carried along by the Spirit. When you read the Scripture, you are reading the words of God. God just happened to use humans to do it. 
wasn't a gold tablet that he chiseled out and brought down. He used humans like he does all the time. God uses scripture to speak. My, one of my favorites about this is Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. That is the word of God. That is when you open your Bible, you are opening a living and active word from God. God is always speaking are we listening? Am I listening? Am I just blowing through my scripture reading? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. I know that. I know that. I've read that. I know that. Well, if it's just information, then congratulations. But it's never information. It's always transformation. It's always, oh, no. <laughs> yes, it judged the thoughts and intentions of my heart, and now I need to be equipped for every good work. As, uh, as Tanner comes back up, I want to end with this section of scripture. This guy, Elijah, was, um, had this incredible relationship with God. Like he'd hear God talk to him. He's a prophet. So he would like hear God's voice. And so God tells him, I want you to go... Uh, battle the, uh, the, these, uh, these prophets of Baal. And so they have this kind of thing, and, and Elijah's getting into it, and he's talking trash. I mean, he is just, if you read it, it's in 1 Kings. It's really awesome. He's talking trash, and he says, okay, you know, call upon your gods, call upon your gods. And uh, so he, he, they talk, and he just basically goes, hey, God, do it. Bam. Fire comes down, burns up everything, and Elijah wins. And so it's like, awesome. Elijah hears from God. Very spiritual. And then the very next section of scripture, it says, Jezebel says, I'm going to kill you for that. And Elijah runs away scared. Right? He runs away. And, he, and he's like sitting there, and he's like, like God, what are, you, what are you doing? You know, like, I, I'm going to die. I want to die. And so God says, go up to the mountain. And here's what it says. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. You think, really? I, that would make sense. Nope. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Really? Because that would be kind of cool. Nope. After the earthquake came fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Now listen to what God says to Elijah. Then the voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here? My prayer this week, we're going to take communion. And uh, communion is a time to do exactly what the Bible says, to be still, to reflect on what Jesus has done on the cross. That the, on the night he was betrayed, he took the cup and he
he said, this is my blood which has been poured out for the remissions of sins. He took the bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body which has been broken for you. Whenever you take and eat and drink, just do this in remembrance of me. Be still. Know that I am God. Maybe for you, you're just going to take communion and go back to your seat. You can do that. We'll have people praying at the cross if you need prayer. If you're watching online and uh, you need prayer and you want to go on the app and just check in and get your, uh, get your prayer request there, that's great. Some people come and take communion kneeling at the stage at the altar. That's appropriate as well. But maybe this would be the first time that you take communion and say, speak. Your servant is listening. I'm listening. And to hear what God might ask you or tell you or implore you. Lord Jesus, we're so thankful that you speak to us through your word, through creation, through visions and dreams and angels and miracles and circumstances and other people and scripture, the Holy Spirit. Lord, all these different ways you're constantly talking to us. I pray that we would remove distractions we would remove our pride and be able to listen. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. In your precious name, amen. Let me go ahead and stand for the blessing if you're not standing already. If you remember anything this week, remember this. If you say, I've never really heard the voice of the Lord. Oh, yes, you have. <laughs> you have. And my prayer for you this week is that you listen, 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 so that you can hear him as he speaks to you every day in multiple ways. And now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, I pray you'd go in his peace and in his joy and in his strength and in his courage. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week, and we will see you next Sunday.